0: Good morning, one and all, and a very warm welcome on this bright and sunny day to the Free Communities Church Sunday Service. Thank you all for making time to join us, either live or online, that wherever you may be, let us all give thanks and praise to our God in this call to worship. Let us prepare our hearts and minds to worship our Lord as one body in Christ. For those who are willing and able, please stand up and join us in this call to worship. Drawn by God's presence, we We gather. gather. Inspired by God's spirit,
1: we we worship. worship.
0: Empowered by God's grace, We we live. We are community, embraced embraced by by the mystery mystery of God's love for all creation. creation. We are a community that looks for the light of Christ, the the light light that shines in every every time, time, every every place, and every life. Within this dynamic community, we foster connections and experiences that brings meaning to life and help us face the issues of the day. Together, we strive to live with loving hearts, open minds, and hands extended to all. Welcome home. Amen. In this current time, and due to the recent changes in regulations, for those on site, we will not be able to sing out loud. But for those of you who are joining us online. Please sing out to your heart's content and let us praise God in song and worshipping together.
2: I will sing Of your faithfulness Of your mercy and your love I will say this is the day That the Lord has made I hold on to your promise And your resurrection power Restore to me your joy I will praise you now I will sing of your faithfulness Of your mercy and your love I will say this is the day Restore to me your joy I will praise you now Be glad and rejoice For the Lord our Saviour reigns And the joy of the Lord Shall be our strength I was born to be Your dwelling place This is the day that the Lord has made i will sing of your faithfulness of your mercy and your love i will say this is the day that the lord has made i hold on to your promise and your resurrection power restore to me your joy i will praise you now be glad and rejoice For the Lord our Savior reigns, and the joy of the Lord shall be our strength. I was born to be your dwelling place. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will sing. Of your faithfulness, of your mercy and your love I will say this is the day that the Lord has made I hold on to your promise and your resurrection Restore to me your joy, I will praise you now Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord our Saviour reigns And the joy of the Lord shall be our strength i was born to be your dwelling place this is the day that the lord has made be glad and rejoice for the lord our savior reigns and the joy of the lord shall be our strength i was born to be your dwelling. The day that the lord has made this is the day that the lord has made this is the day that the lord has made Screw and cold there your love will unfold as you open my eyes to the work of your hand when I'm blind to my way there your spirit will pray as you open my eyes to the work of your hand As you open my eyes to the word of your hand, oceans will part, nations come, at the whisper of your call, hope will rise, glory show, Your will be done, present suffering may pass, Lord your mercy will last as you open my eyes. As you open my eyes to the work of your hand, Jesus, open my eyes to the work of your hand. Oceans will part, nations come, and the whisper of your hand. Jesus, open my eyes to the work of your hand. Oceans will part, nations come at the whisper of your
1: Let us bring our thanksgiving and concerns to God in prayer. Thank you for bringing us through another week of work, study, and play. On this day of rest, as we reflect on the week, we recall with gratitude the moments of closeness with friends and family and the satisfaction from caring for people, contributing to the world through our work, and gaining new knowledge and skills. However, we also remember those times when we were frustrated, anxious, or had difficulties relating to people. In humility, we offer up to you our failures and limitations. And remember how much you love us and will always be with us. May your grace shape our growth as your people, as we seek to love our neighbors as you love us, with patience and hope. We ask for your mercy concerning the spike in COVID cases in India and Brazil. You're at the side of each person who's gasping for breath. You bear witness to the loss of every precious life and you hold the entire human race responsible. We pray against misuse of aid, against profiteering, against corruption, against xenophobia and prejudice. We pray that you will bring up leaders who put the welfare of the people first, who effectively implement policies, and who ensure just distribution of supplies. Even though we see more bad than good in the news, we still ask this in faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. God, we continue to thank you for the many faithful servants in our church who have given so much of their time and talent to not only keep things operating, but to also find new ways to engage people within and beyond FCC. We pray for the upcoming Heart Truths series of talks in June, that they may encourage and inform audiences on the intersection of faith and the LGBTQ community. God, in this next moment of silence, we lift up to you, those in our hearts, for you to bless To heal, to comfort, or to provide, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Prepare our minds now to be attentive to your message through Pastor Miak. Align our hearts to yours and shape our will to your ways. Through Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Amen.
3: Good morning, I would like to first wish all mothers and mother figures in our lives a happy Mother's Day. Today we are continuing with the sermon series, Living a Resurrected Life, and as we have been doing um, since um, COVID, um, we have have introduced Menti into our uh, sermons so that you can participate. Um, answer questions and construct the sermon um, with me um, and today the code is 16243000 and those of you who are doing this for the first time, you can log in through your phone on menti.com and um, key in the menti code and you will be able to participate um, and see the questions that, that we have. Um, so I would like to invite you to take part um, because build this together and help us learn um, and reflect. Um, let us pray. God, may the words from my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you. So today, I'm going to talk about something that's not very usual, domination and liberation And whenever I thought about the Roman soldier at the cross, and especially this year, during Lent, I cannot help but think about this picture. How many of you have seen this photo of Sister Anne Rose Nu Thuang kneeling in front of the police in Myanmar? Just take a survey, Um, how many of you have seen this photograph? No. Quite an even spread, right? Um, it's quite big news in some ways, um, especially when Myanmar is our neighbour. So about a third of you have seen the picture and a third of you have not. Uh, I want you to, to reflect, right? Um, and again, and this is another picture. And it is her again, Sister Anne Rose, but in another confrontation. And I want to read to you um, in her own words um, What she said, Um, of course this was translated by the news agencies, but this is what she said. On Sunday, I was at the clinic. I was given treatment on that day as the other clinics were closed, and I saw groups of people marching by. They were protesting. Suddenly I saw police, military and water cannon following the protesters. And then they opened fire and started beating the protesters. I was shocked and I thought, today is the day I will die. I decided to die. When they reached the banyan tree, I was calling them and telling them, please kill me. I don't want to see the people being killed. I was crying out loud and they stopped for a while. One came to me and said, "'Sister, don't worry so much. We're not going to shoot them.' But I told him, "'They can also be killed with other weapons. Don't shoot them. They are just protesters.' In my mind, I didn't believe that they were not going to shoot them. As in many places I've seen, they have shot people dead. I brought a protester to the clinic and gave him treatment. The police almost captured another as he had fallen down. I stopped the police and asked them not to continue. That's why the police didn't. Otherwise they would have arrested him and dragged him from there. I feel like they, the Ministry, are not the guardians of the people as they have seen what's happening to the people. People are not safe and they are brutal night arrests. I felt really sad when I saw the video of a mother of a young one crying next a dead body. I also saw an ambulance was destroyed and medics were beaten with a gun. They are supposed to protect us, but our people have to defend themselves. It's not safe. They, the security forces, arrest and beat those they don't like. They kill them. There's no one to protect the Myanmar people. People have to defend themselves and help each other. Sister Anne Rose Nu Thuang didn't just do it once. She did twice. The first time was on 28th of February, and then again on the 8th of March, where you see this picture when she's kneeling in front of the military police. And right after this picture was taken, right after she fell to her knees, as she was begging for restraint, the police started firing into the crowd of protesters behind her. She said, The children panicked and ran to the front. I couldn't do anything, but I was praying for God to save and help the children. She saw a man shot in the head fall down right in front of her. And then she felt the sting of tear gas. I felt like the world was crashing, she said. I'm very sad it happened as I was begging them. She actually got help to carry that body into um, the clinic. And that guy died there. I wonder what you do you see here? I wonder what was going on in the minds of the police when they, who were talking to Sister Anne Rose. Two of them were kneeling too. I wonder how they felt. So what do you think? What do you see here? And what do you think is going through the minds of the two policemen? They seem to respect her. Maybe they were even Catholics. One of you answered, respect for her, but they must follow orders. We also have no choice. Conflicted. They felt convicted. Mm. Torn between following orders and following their hearts. Helplessness because of the orders. Torn. Torn. A wrestle between humanity and authority. Maybe I'm the bad guy. Confusion and hesitation. Resolution of justice. They wanted to stop killing people, but they were following orders. They felt pain in their hearts. They feel numb, will not harm her. Thank you. I think that may be some of what we will feel if we were in the shoes of the policeman. We featured seven characters during our Holy Week services for Good Friday and Easter Sunday. The Roman soldier at the cross, one of Jesus' female disciples, the disciple who finally realised the meaning of Jesus' surrender on the cross, the Samaritan woman by the well, the Gerasene whom Jesus freed from demon possession the disciple who lost his faith, and Mary Magdalene, the first witness to Jesus' resurrection. All of them have something in common. They all encountered Jesus. But one thing that we need to think about is what happened after the encounter? Is it possible that after encountering Jesus that people return back to their old ways? What do you think happened to the Roman centurion at the cross? The one who exclaimed, truly he was the Son of God. This centurion actually appears in all three of the Synoptic Gospels. Was he just a mouthpiece to say, truly he was the Son of God? But what happens after that? Did he continue to follow orders? and fulfil his duty as a Roman soldier? Or did he continue to maintain order even when that order is built on injustice and violence? We don't know. But well, what I do know is there are certainly characters, there are at least one character in the Bible who went back to his old ways. The rich young ruler Who went away grieving when Jesus told him, One thing you lack, go and sell all your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. He didn't want to change, he didn't want to give up what he had, and he just went away grieving. Returning to that moment when Sister Ann Rose knelt in front of the police. I see Christ. I see Christ in Sister Ann Rose. And I see the two policemen having an encounter with Christ through her. And I do agree, like what many of you have said, right? that they are just carrying out orders, that they, are, they will feel torn, torn between duty and conscience, torn between what they have been taught to do, what they have been trained to do, and what they are experiencing. And behind this struggle is two, is two ideas. domination and liberation. And I want to ask you, what do you understand by domination and liberation? I don't want to give you the answers. (laughs) I want you to think about what do you think is domination? What do you think is liberation? Freedom of democracy. Okay, that's how you understand liberation. Who's in charge? Oppression and freedom. Being restrained versus being free. Choice. Domination. Winning on earth. Liberation. Freed from earthly wants. Control versus freedom. Domination is total control. Liberation is being freed. Systemic oppression and resistance to it. Domination, power dynamics, who gets to determine things. Domination is using power for one's gain. Liberation is giving up power for the gain of others. Control versus freedom. Thank you. Thank you for your answers. I want to offer you this perspective. Right, And I think some of you have already um, answered it. Oh, yes, one of you did answer it. Domination being controlled, liberation being empowered. Domination is all about having power and control over someone or something. Liberation, on the other hand, is about using that power to set free, to empower and to lift up. The power of domination and the power of liberation are two very different kinds of power. And I would say, one comes from God and the other doesn't. The police, the military, the soldier, the centurion represents domination, domination power. And Sister Anne Rose Nu Thuong represents Liberation power. What have we been taught in our lives? Power matters. You dominate or you get dominated. You control people or you are controlled. That is the way of the world, isn't it? But is that the way of the kingdom of God? I don't need a question on mentee here. And I hope all of you see it clearly. That through Jesus' teachings and Jesus' actions, he showed that liberation is the way of the kingdom of God. It is us human beings who seek to dominate because we fear. We fear because we are insecure about ourselves, because we are afraid of uncertainty, because we know we are mortal, and limited. So we try to exert control, control over our environment, control over other people, control of things, so that this having control somehow will make that fear go away, make things more certain, make us more secure. But control, It's an illusion. There are way more things that are beyond our control than the things that we actually can control. Think about it. There are more things beyond our control as much and as hard as we try. And God isn't about control. God isn't interested in controlling us. Being all-powerful, there's nothing that you know, God wants to control. God, on the other hand, is interested in our flourishing and our well-being. God is interested in us becoming the best versions of ourselves. God is interested in us becoming fully alive, but not through control, but through liberation. Salvation is about liberation, not domination. This is what it means to surrender. Surrender doesn't mean giving up. We often hear the word surrender, surrender to God, Surrender our fears. Surrender our worries. And sometimes it might be difficult to live that out, right? What do we mean by surrender? Surrender means that we embrace the reality that we are not in control and instead trust in God. It could be health issues, it could be issues at work. It could be things that are way beyond us, like the situation we find ourselves in, the COVID pandemic that's going on now. Who knew that suddenly we have spikes? Who knew that now we have to, you know, stop singing and even with our masks on? We don't know what's going to happen next. The cases might go up, and we might end up going into another lockdown. We don't know. And it is beyond our control. But part of what we need to learn is to recognise the things that are beyond our control and let go and trust in God. But that's not to say we let go of everything. There are things within our, our control washing our hands, you know, and taking care of ourselves, taking care of our people around us, wearing masks. These are things that are within our control. And for those people who say, I trust in God, so I don't need a mask, uh, I think that that's not it. That's not surrender. That's a very different thing. And surrender, it's what Sister Ann Rose did. She surrendered when she decided to die. It wasn't suicide. It was surrendering. When she did that, she no longer feared death. She could control what the police would do, but that did not matter. She could get shot, but she no longer feared And that's when God's power shone through her. The power of love. The power that isn't controlling, but instead liberating. It empowers, it lifts up. And that is the same power that Jesus demonstrated on the cross. I've always said, Jesus' most powerful moment was when He was at His most vulnerable hanging on the cross. It wasn't when he healed Bartimaeus of his blindness, or he fed 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes, or when he brought Lazarus back to life, or when he calmed the storm, or when he walked on water. Jesus' most powerful moment happened when he hung on the cross. And in that moment, he liberated us from the shadow of the power of domination. The cross and crucifixion was a representation of the power of the empire over you, the power of domination, the power to take away your life, the power of death. God, through Jesus' death and resurrection, reclaimed the cross and made it into a symbol of God's love, of hope, of new life, of liberation. And I really appreciate this from two of the um, Thao's that... I think one of it is certainly by the children from the church. right? I think that one represented the power of domination, using a painful way of killing someone, torturing that person through crucifixion, to warn others, don't try this. Don't try and resist the power of the empire you will not survive. We will crush you utterly. And yet God, through this symbol of death, transformed it to tell us death does not have the final word. Do not fear, for I am with you. That you can find life, you can find a different kind of power through this symbol. This symbol now for us means new life, means love, means transcending beyond death. Perhaps at this time, we get it, right? Like the Roman centurion who declared, truly, he was the Son of God. But getting it understanding this doesn't mean that we'll get transformed by this experience. While I may be standing here preaching about the difference between dominating power and liberating power, and that God's power isn't dominating but liberating, that doesn't mean that surrendering comes easily to me. That doesn't mean that I, you know, for... Putting myself in Sister Ann Rose's shoes would choose the same thing that she did. I wonder, and I doubt actually, that I have her courage to run in front of the policemen and tell them, "Shoot me instead." Not even, don't even talk about lacking that courage. I don't know that I would even decide, like her, at that moment, to say that today, I will die. Domination and liberation doesn't just play out in military versus civilian scenarios. It also happens in our daily lives. How many times have we been told Or have we said, that's the law? Or that's the way things are done? Or that's my duty? That's just my job? Even when the law or the way things are done don't make sense or unjust, or what we do actually harms people. I have, on many, many occasions, preferred to keep quiet instead of speak out on certain issues, out of fear. Out of fear that I'll get in trouble. Out of fear that I'll implicate the church. While many of you think that I speak out and I'm very vocal on social justice issues, you don't see the many more times when I lacked courage to speak out or do what was right. I also Let domination power have control over me." Just because the Roman centurion declared that truly he was a son of God didn't mean that he became a follower of Christ. He could very well continue being who he was, a military officer of the Roman Empire that was oppressing the Jews. He could even persecute followers of Jesus just because he was following orders and doing his duty. Just like the Myanmar policemen who shot at the protesters. Just because we witnessed or experienced resurrection doesn't mean that we would live a resurrected life. I do understand how the Roman centurion, the Myanmar soldiers, the policemen, And even how some of us struggle with living out our beliefs and following orders or doing our duty. After all, isn't that what they were doing? Following orders? They had to. One of these soldiers, and you can search online for his interview, Shen Ling, felt guilty and ashamed of, since the coup, on 1st of February. And when, we, when he heard about the violence in Yangon's um, North Okalapa township, he deserted his post and joined the anti-coup movement. He said, I was stationed really close to North Okalapa, so it will be my gun that shoots unarmed people. I couldn't let that happen. That's why I decided to join." And he was very candid about what might happen next. He says he knows that the junta will fi- eventually find him. And, I, and he said, I expect the worst. Because Section 30 of the military law states that the punishment for desertion is the death penalty. He, too, decided to die when he joined the anti coup movement. Perhaps it's easier for him to make such a decision because he's an orphan and he has no family that could be targeted or implicated for retaliation. I'm saying this not to belittle his courage or what he has done, but to acknowledge the reality of the difficult situation that many others in the military find themselves. What they do will impact their loved ones, the choices they make. When many of the police actually cross the border to India for asylum because they refuse to shoot civilians, and many of them escape with their family members, with their families, because otherwise, their families might be implicated as well. It is unlikely that we find ourselves in dire circumstances like these. But there will be times that we will have to choose. And because things will probably not be life and death, maybe it's about profits and financial gain, maybe it's about keeping quiet so we don't get in trouble with the authorities, or even as simple as using the correct gender pronoun for someone, we don't realize that we're actually choosing between liberation and domination, between the ways of the world and the ways of the kingdom of God. Like the Roman centurion, we often tell ourselves that we are just doing our job. We're just following orders. You know, After all, all of us are employees in some way or form. We do what the company needs us to do, right? But sometimes, all this don't make sense. And sometimes, things are just wrong. Will we speak out then? Will we do what is right? Will we choose at that moment to die? Will we choose even though we have nothing to gain and everything to lose? Sister Anne Rose had nothing to gain and everything to lose, right? But isn't this what we learn? It is in dying that we find new life. It is through death that there is resurrection. And perhaps making that choice is part of our way being Christians. Well, there's definitely something that we can speak out for, something that we can do instead of just keeping silent. Last month, within a span of four days, there were two accidents involving migrant workers being transported on lorries. Two of them died. Many were injured. And Quick Xiao Yin, a former NMP, said, we would never put up with a lorry transporting our children, our students, and our own workers this way. This was an accident waiting to happen. These are the people who built our homes for us. The people who built this building that we are in right now where we worship. The people who build the places where we work, the places where we play, relax, enjoy, gather together, have meals with friends. The least we can do is advocate and fight for their safety and well-being. I put two news articles up there because when the issue was about COVID-19, the government was really fast, right? MOM and LTA quickly, employers and lorries ferrying foreign workers must comply with the one-meter safe distancing measures of face action because it impacts the rest of us. If COVID-19 spreads, then all of us are impacted. So the government acted. But when two of them died in accident, and two accidents happened within four days, Nothing has been done till now. Nothing. And I want to invite you to think about what you can do about this situation. I want you to think about how you can participate in the liberation power of God. We can do something. We might think that we are powerless. I wonder if Sister Anne Rose thought that she was powerless. But she stood there in front of armed policemen And I wondered how many lives she saved that day. And surrendering is recognizing that God's liberating power flows through us. It's not our power, except the higher costs not everything is about profits. Write to the MP. Continue writing to our MPs. I don't know, but some people say write to the MP. but I don't know what that, if that works. Be prepared to pay more for rent or buying HDB or condo. Could value third country nationals' lives the same as ours. Get bus transport for them. Write to S, uh, Strait's Times commentary. Bring, bring greater awareness to the issue. And do not let it be forgotten. Be willing to pay more for your houses. I don't know how or what I could do. Really, the cost part, ah, I will question. You know how much more it costs? You know the People keep telling additional costs just to get buses to ferry people. And compare that to the other kind of costs that are included in your condo. The land price, for example. Getting a bus probably costs $50 per trip or less. Oh, that's 50 if you hire a, a, a separate bus. But if you're entering a long-term contract, I think that'd probably be less than that. So when people say cost, I, I, I want to say in view of the big picture, this is a very small. This might be just like chump change. Pay more fairly, though that would reduce attractiveness of employing as many foreign workers. Let them take the same mode of transport like everyone else. Treat the workers with respect, not treating them with third-class treatment in a first-class country. Notice how fast petition came up from Mr Umbridge. Perhaps the lack of petition shows apathy. Oh, there, there was a petition, I signed it, uh, for, for um, um, a uh, different mode of transport for um, migrant workers. Provide mini-bus to migrant workers. Design a bigger vehicle which can accommodate both workers and equipment they need to perform in their jobs safely. Raise the issue on MOM Facebook page or post or tag MOM and your MP. Online petition or comment on LTA's Facebook since government is very scared of such online posts, posts on social media to create awareness. I take umbrage at the issue. We should lobby the government to institute rules that ban ferrying workers in open back pickups and lorries. This is just one small problem in the grand scheme of things. We need to treat foreign workers like humans with basic equal rights. That's it. That's liberation power. Empowering lifting up, using what little power we think we might have for someone else. The thing is that this isn't something that just recently happened. In 2010, there was an accident with migrant workers too, and migrant workers died. That's when they instituted that you have to put uh, the the aluminium, or they have to make a cover over the um, pickups that you are transporting um, migrant workers in. Is that really effective? That was 2010, eh? 11 years later, there are still accidents. There could be other ways, certainly. I mean, uh, someone made the comment that we have been ferrying... um, soldiers in three-tunnel trucks. Those of us who have served national service will know. We've been ferrying soldiers in three-tunnel trucks for a very long time. And we had no major incidents and accidents and whatnot, right? Well, FYI, there's a a device on these three tunnels that will record when you exceed 50 kilometres per hour, And if you exceed too many times, the driver gets charged, sent to detention barracks. But we have a rule in Singapore that all these trucks, lorries ferrying um, these migrant workers, cannot exceed 60 kilometers per hour. But clearly, when the accidents happen, they were not travelling below 60 kilometers per hour why hasn't such a device been introduced? I don't know. That has, uh, that's a rather simple simpler solution, right? But really, I think, they should not be transported in lorries, even if you put on seat belts on it. Lorries are meant for transporting goods, not human beings. We need to Grow and learn how we can participate and allow God's liberating power flow through us to fight against the dominating power, that power that is death. So we bring new life and resurrection. If we are to live a resurrected life, then we must first die. We must first choose to die to ourselves, to surrender, to let go, and to allow God to transform us into liberators, healers, advocates, peacemakers, just like Sister Anne Rose Nutuang. If we really believe in Jesus, if we really follow His teachings, then we will follow the commandment to love our neighbours as ourselves and to seek to liberate instead of dominate. And if we see the face of God in each person, then we are going to treat them very differently from now on, and truly live out resurrection. May we remember the God we worship, the God who gives us new life, the God who is love, isn't just the God of Sister Anne Rosenthal, of the god of shingling, of the god of the civilians, but also the god of the soldiers, the god of those who fired upon and killed the protesters, the god of the rich young ruler who walked away, the god of those who choose domination instead of liberation. The god we worship is the god of all and not see the world as them and us anymore. Because we are not free until all are free. So I invite you to keep this in mind in your lives. Be guided by the power of God, the power of love that sets you free. Amen.
4: As we reflect on what it means to let God's liberating power flow through us let us prepare our hearts for a time of communion. We gather each Sunday at this table even though at this time we are not all physically together. The table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries And here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. When Jesus sat at tables and broke bread with the tax collectors, lawyers, rich elites, and poor peasants, he proclaimed that God's radical love and abiding presence know no bounds. Through these occasions of sharing food, every person experienced God and shared in God's kingdom. A
1: kingdom kingdom
4: where where all are are welcome, welcome, all all are worthy, and all are invited. invited. A A kingdom kingdom where where lives are transformed transformed and empowered, and the fruits of God's gentle justice bloom throughout creation. All people, including each of us, are invited to share in this sacred meal of celebration and be strengthened by the presence of God in this place. Remember that Jesus fed 5,000 hungry people with five five loaves of bread and and two fish. fish. At this miraculous meal, there was such an abundance that everyone ate until they were full and there were even 12 baskets of food left over. Holy Holy God, we celebrate celebrate your your abundant abundant care care and solidarity revealed revealed in in this this meal. meal. Remember that while sharing a meal with Pharisees, Jesus welcomed a woman, viewed as an outsider. As the woman anointed his feet with oil, Jesus declared her dignity before everyone at the meal. Holy Holy God, God, we we celebrate celebrate your gracious gracious inclusiveness inclusiveness revealed in this this meal. meal. At these meals, Jesus and all his disciples resisted the divisions, injustice, and violence of society. They lived lived out out instead instead the the kingdom kingdom of of God, God, a a place place of of love, justice, justice and, and, mutuality. and mutuality. But we also recognize that not all people liked Jesus' ministry. For some people, it was scandalous. They, they said, look, look, a glutton, glutton and a, and a drunkard, drunkard, a friend of, of tax, tax collectors, collectors and, sinners. and sinners. When his arrest seemed near, Jesus ate a meal in an upper room with his disciples. As he had done so many times before, he took bread and after giving thanks to you, Holy God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, this time saying, do this to remember me. And after the meal, he shared the wine Gave thanks and said, I will not drink from this cup again until I drink it with you in the kingdom of God. Can you invite the ushers to come forward, stewards to come forward to help us distribute the elements? So if you're new with us, um, please hold on to the elements and we will partake of the elements together as one body uh, when everyone is served. Jesus was then unjustly killed by the systems of domination of his day. To some of his frightened disciples, it seemed that the bread symbolizes broken body and the wine his blood. God, the kingdom of God, God persisted, persisted and persists today, today through the through many, many people who seek, seek to be your resurrection, resurrection community. community. Holy, Holy God, in the sharing, sharing of this bread and, bread and, and wine, We joyfully celebrate the the hope-inspiring ministry ministry and and resurrection resurrection of Jesus Jesus Christ. Let us partake of the elements together. May I invite you to stand if you're willing and able as we pray the prayer communion together. Together. Gracious, Gracious God, may this meal be for us an Emmaus, Emmaus meal. Where we encounter your, your presence, presence in, in the, the sharing, sharing of this food as, as the disciples did at their meal in the Emmaus. Emmaus. May the sharing of this food be a taste of your kingdom, holy God so that we may be strengthened to be your joyful and hopeful disciples.
3: And And may may we
4: share share in your your kingdom kingdom of of love, justice, justice and mutuality with with those those around us. Amen. Amen. Please be seated, and please hold on to the um, cups, um, and we will dispose of it later on, uh, after after the service.
0: Shalom and good morning, one and all, beloved children of the Most High God. Welcome to this on-site and online service of the Free Community Church, where free stands for First Realize Everyone's Equal. For those who are worshipping with us for the first time, or even for the umpteenth time, we want you to know that you are God's chosen people regardless of your race, gender identity, economic status, or whatever the world might label us, you are a beloved child of God. So in all sincerity, welcome home. My name is Irene Lee, and I'm the service leader for today. Thank you, Miak, for your sermon, reminding us that we should live a resurrected life. Having been given dominion, over and liberated from sin and oppression and having the freedom of choice to do what is right and pleasing in the sight of our God. Before we enter into the announcement segment, let us prepare our hearts to return a portion of what God has blessed us with in our giving. Please, take this time to reflect on what God has given to us generously that we may have, and we have, so much to be thankful for. Open our hearts to the Lord's prompting in counting our blessings and give as you are touched by God's grace and love. You may donate for the ongoing running of this church and for the building fund by scanning the QR code shown or via credit card or for those on site who wish to give cash or cheque, please raise your hand after the prayer of Thanksgiving so that the stewards may come forward and come to you to receive your donation. Please join me as we give thanks for the gift of offerings. Dear Heavenly God, Indeed, we have so much to be thankful for each and every day when we open our eyes to see what is before us and to count our blessings of the safety and security that we experience here in Singapore knowing full well that there's so many of the people of your creation out there who is suffering, not just from COVID, but from poverty Malnourishment, help us to always remember that you are the provider, the giver of all things. And we as your stewards who have been blessed, that whatever we give, you Lord are able to magnify the fruits of the giving in the furtherance of your word, in the furtherance of your work. Help us to give generously and help us to always remember in You and through You, Lord, will we have everything that we ever need. Thank You for the gifts that will be received generously by Your children. All this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And now for the announcement segment. Welcome home, each and every single one of us. For some of us who may be new to FCC, we'd like to invite you to join us for our newcomers meeting, happening every last Sunday of every month, where we gather together straight after service for an informal chat to allow you to get to know us better and also for us to get to know you too. And if you're interested to find out more about FCC and what we do, this introductory section, session every last Sunday, please do sign up at the URL or email us at info at so that we can look out for you and welcome you for the informal chat and have a chance of getting to know you. We at FCC have several outreach programmes, Amongst which we support the marginalized, like the tea shelter, a shelter catering to the transgender community. They are in need of groceries, like rice, a staple, canned goods like chicken hot dogs, curry chicken, fruit jams, tea, coffee, Milo cereal, and so forth. The tea shelter provides food and sustenance for those who are taking shelter there. So I pray that you will consider donating these foodstuffs in answer to the question like what Christ uh, Christ said in Matthew 25. When the righteous asked Jesus, when did we see you hungry and ministered not to you? And Jesus answered, in as much as you did not provide to the least of those who are in need, you did not provide to me. So let us rise to the challenge and donate generously as a community and cater to the request for food. You may find out more about it at this URL, forward slash fcc.la slash tmart. It will list out what the tea shelter is all about and also what are the foodstuffs that's available. I strongly encourage you to please go onto this site um, and donate because it lists out what are the items that are still lacking, what is needed, and you can donate the foodstuff by buying it and bringing it to church and we will deliver it to the tea shelter or you can have it delivered direct to the tea shelter. Whatever it is, if you feel it in your hearts, do please donate generously. Thank you for your generosity in advance. And now, I will invite Pauline to share with us another project that I'm very excited about, called Heart Truths. So, Pauline, please. So, you would have been aware
4: uh, that Dot recently launched their Dot video for this year and if you watch it carefully, you will see a few familiar faces there. Some of them are here if you want to get their autographs. Um, but basically, we have some of our church people. You know, you'll see our stained glass window in the background with the lights and all. Uh, and so we're very excited uh, to be a part of Ping Dot uh, every year, but especially this year as well. And one of the initiatives that we will be doing in conjunction with the Pink Fest um, is that we are going to have a panel of. Uh, we are going to have three panels uh, talking about this three different interesting topics. I hope you find them interesting. Uh, And we have a very diverse panel of different people, uh, very interesting stories that they're going to share. Uh, Very much of it is a bit like a human library. It's not about them talking at you. Uh, but it's really about them sharing their experiences around these three uh, topics. Irene's very excited, she's one of the panellists, and you can guess which uh, panel she's on, uh, or you can go interview her. But, uh, we're very excited about it, and I want to invite you to participate. It'll be online, uh, a live stream here from FCC, but online, so it'll be safe for everybody, and we hope that regardless of what the situation may be by the time it's in June, that everybody can still participate. So please go and um, invite your friends as well, especially those who might be interested in any of these topics, and the sign-up is at fccla slash heart-truths, alright? So join us uh, in June. And now, um, if you're willing and able, will you stand as you receive the benediction? And now go out as God's people of liberation people who have experienced the liberating power of God in their lives, as they surrender all to you. God, use us as your people who liberate others in all of the corners of the world that you find us in. And so God, send us out as we rely on your power, your love, your grace, to support us and to sustain us. Now go. Go in peace and may God's peace go with you. Amen. Um, Please be seated. We've come to the end of our service. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning. I just want to wish you a very blessed week ahead and God be with you.